This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 75. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is sponsored by Ava, the first ever adaptive eating program. Ava helps you and your family learn about nutrition and how to live a healthier lifestyle. Track what you eat by snapping a picture with your phone, ask Ava any nutrition question, and get personalized meal recommendations. You can try it now for free by texting SHAMELESS to 48799. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I'm happy to be here with you today because a girl needs her tribe right now and you are my tribe. So I'm really happy to be sitting here ready to engage. I have to warn you, my husband's at home, so that might be a distraction. And right now the dog is running back and forth upstairs above me. I'm not sure why. So I don't know, there's a good chance we could be interrupted at some point, but that's okay. I mean, this is part of the adventure, right? And honestly, I could use some distraction and like upheaval just to keep things a little light. So, okay, let's start with this episode is going to have like peaks and valleys. So bear with me. I definitely wanted to talk about some lighthearted things surrounding recent events, but I also want to talk about hope and coping, which is not so lighthearted in many ways. But I also think that I think it could be really helpful to a lot of people. And I actually did a whole Facebook Live video about this on Wednesday of last week. So if you want to go over to our Facebook page at the Shameless Mom Academy, you can get some of the information. The information will be a little different than what we're talking about today, but there will be some overlap. And it might just be more personal to you if you want to see the video and feel like we're hanging out together. So, and that's over there if you were interested in it. And that's over at uh, Facebook 
com forward slash the shameless mom academy. So, okay, let's start with last Tuesday morning. Was it Tuesday morning? Yes, it was Tuesday morning because it was election day. So last Tuesday morning, I'm eating breakfast with Vinny. And I'm thinking like, I see all these people on Facebook engaging their kids in the voting process. And I'm like, God, am I like a bad mom? I didn't really talk to him about it. Like he's four. And he actually, he's, I've never really talked to him about the president or any of that. And I think that sometimes I can be very naive and I like preserve his babyhood a little more than I should. And which I will offer evidence from his three-year checkup at the doctor when the doctor was like, it's time to take, get rid of the binky. It's time to get him out of the crib and it's time to start potty training. And all three of those things, I was like, well, maybe we can just wait a little longer, like a few more months. And she's like, he's three. You can start all these three things today. So, which we did. And they were all transitions that actually went pretty smoothly. But I think that sometimes, and maybe it's because he's my only child that I just let him stay in this place of like innocence and I don't give him enough credit for what he knows and understands. So I have not really talked to him about political stuff. So on Tuesday morning, I say to him something about the election and he does know who Obama is, but we've never really talked about it. But like, I've heard him use Obama's name. And so I was like, oh, he knows who the president is. But of course, like, you know, probably a really fantastic mom would have engaged him in a conversation like, do you know who that is? And how do you know? And whatever. And I think I just kind of dismissed it. So on Tuesday morning, I say, hey, Vinny, today we're getting a new president. We're eating breakfast. And he immediately jumps up from the table and becomes breathless and starts flailing around and goes, I'm getting presents. I said, no, 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 you're not getting presents. We're getting a new president, like a new boss. We have a boss who's in charge of our whole country. And then I said, do you know who our boss is right now? And he, that's, and he says, Obama. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like someone told him this. Great. Someone is a better parent than I am. And so I say, yeah, and we're going to have a new president and she's going to be a mommy. And then I said, aren't mommies good bosses? And he doesn't acknowledge any of that. He goes, can we take a ferry to the North Pole with binoculars so we can see all the presents? And I was like, okay, well, this is going nowhere because we're only going to have a conversation about presents at this point. So we'll just forget this whole president thing. So that was how my election day kicked off. Quite optimistic, although a little convoluted and confusing to the four-year-old. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's more confusing to me because he was not did not seem confused at all. He had a very clear vision of what we were talking about. And it involved the North Pole and presents and binoculars and a ferry, apparently. So the election day went on and things did not turn out the way I thought that they would, nor the way I hoped that they would. So late on Tuesday night, my husband said, I can't watch this. I'm going to bed. And interesting, like the difference in personalities, like I really need to be a part of things kind of no matter which way they're going. And so I was like, oh no, like I am sticking with the country through this until this is over and not discrediting him at all for going to bed. But like, I was not about to turn that TV off. So he went to bed and actually got a good night's sleep and he had a good sense of what was to come, but there was like maybe a tiny glimmer when he went to bed. Well, then when I went to bed two hours later, there was like no glimmer left. So I was awake all night and then I was laying there thinking like, he's the smart one. He's actually getting sleep tonight while I'm laying here panicking about the future of the free world and the future of, you know, it goes well beyond the free world in terms of potential implications of this election. So I'm laying in bed, you know, quite worried about this and not sleeping well. And then he wakes up the next morning and he did say to me, he goes, thanks for not waking me up and telling me the results. And I said, well, 
when you woke up, didn't you realize that like, I would have woken you up if things had changed or if things had shifted. And he goes, yeah, I woke up at 4am and I realized like she would have totally woke me up if Hillary was winning. So he kind of knew, but at least he slept till (laughs) 4am, which is way more than I did. So there was that. So Wednesday morning was rough and it's hard to know, you know, when I went to bed on Tuesday night, I was like, screw Wednesday. Like I'm not getting up to do my workout. I'm not getting up to do my morning routine, my reading and my journaling and like all these things that empower me and make my day great and make me feel really in control of things. I was like, screw that. I'm not doing any of that. Well, then I woke up and of course, you know, I didn't set an alarm because I was up. I was awake for so much of the night. I was like, I'm not going to set an alarm. I'll just wait. You know, Vinny inevitably will wake me up in plenty of time to get ready for the day. So I was like, I'll just sleep until he wakes me up. And so I woke up around the same time as him. And then I was like, well, if I'm not going to do like my morning routine and my workout, like what am I going to do to just sit here and be like really pissed off and miserable, which I could have done, but I was like, no, like I need to just do something and feel strong. So I skipped my reading and journaling. I went and did my workout and I was like, I did not feel at all like doing it. Like rest assured for those of you that think I just love working out all the time. No, this was one of those days where I was like, I'm just going to see what happens. Like, I'm just going to try. I'm just going to turn on the video and see what happens. And so that's what I did. I got through the workout. And my reason for doing it was like, I know that when I have anxiety and when I am feeling dumpy, depressed, frustrated, overwhelmed, emotional, any of those things, I know that for me, I find strength in my workouts and that carries over into strength in all other areas of my life. And so I was like, if I can do this workout, even if it's just, you know, 50% effort, I will feel better the rest of the day. So I did the workout and I did feel better afterwards. Like some of my anxiety was a little bit lower. I just felt more emotionally prepared to tackle the day. It made me a little bit like I knew that I was going to Vinny's school that morning for circle time. And so that helped me kind of like lighten my emotion to be able to go sit with a bunch of four-year-olds at circle time, which is a hilarious experience. And I do it every Wednesday and it is the highlight of my week. (laughs) So I'll be telling you more about that in a minute. So That workout was really essential for those emotional reasons, but then it was also really important because here's the thing about doing something that makes you feel strong physically, that transfers over into making you feel strong in so many other ways. And so it's really important when you are feeling out of control and maybe, you know, depressed and emotional and like you just don't know how to pull it all together. It's really important to show yourself that you're strong in some way, that you are strong and capable and powerful. And so that's what that workout was for me. It was like, this is my chance, even if it's not half the workout I usually do. This is my chance for a few minutes to feel strong and capable and powerful for today. And hopefully that can be a catalyst so that I can be strong and capable and powerful in other ways today. And other ways tomorrow because like this situation isn't going anywhere. This isn't changing. This isn't just like get through this hour or get through this day. This is like get through a lot of stuff. Like we have a lot of stuff to get through if you are feeling like I'm feeling. And so that was my first step. It was just doing something that helped me feel strong. And so I want to just make sure that you all understand how significant I think that is. And this is something that I talk about a lot at my gym. Like it's never about coming and doing the best workout of your life. It's never about like, you know, hitting a PR or getting like a max workout and hitting some new record every single workout. It's not about that at all. It's 100% showing up where you are on any given day. And I think that the power in that is that it gives you permission to show up as is without the pressure of like, well, I'm not going to go today because I feel like crap and I'm not going to do it today because I'm feeling sad or I'm tired or I'm overwhelmed. It's like, you know what? If you're feeling sad, tired and overwhelmed, show up 50%. That's a lot better than 0%, right? So 
I like that idea. And this is so much of what I preach at my gym. I like the idea of showing up as is, and then like letting the situation meet you where you're at, or you meeting the situation where you're at. I think that the significance of that is so powerful. And it, it really does transfer into other areas of your life. And so, you know, certainly there are times where I say like, you know, go in and push 110%. Not at all saying like show up 50% for everything. But I think that on days when 100% is just not attainable, understand the importance of showing up to whatever percent you can, whether it's 10%, 50%, 60%, 70%. Sometimes you go in thinking like, I'm going to give 50 and you end up giving a hundred. So you just don't know what that's going to be like until you are in it. And I think that that's really important too, is like just being open-minded about like, I'm going to go in and like, just see what happens. It might kind of suck and that's okay. And then it might turn out to be amazing, right? This used to happen to me so often with running. I would start out on a run and be like, I'm doing this for like, seven minutes. If I feel horrible, I'm turning around in three and a half minutes and walking back to my door. And this was especially challenging for me when I was working my old job at the psychiatric hospital. I would be so exhausted when I would get off work and I would have been, it was a mentally and physically exhausting job. So I would get done and just be like, I just want a nap. Like I just want to take a nap so bad. And instead I would go out for these runs and I would set, make these deals with myself. Like I'm just going to run to this one corner, like by my house, you know, three and a half minutes away. I'll turn around if I want to. And what would often happen is I would do that And then I would get to that three and a half minute mark, get to that corner and think like, okay, I'm feeling okay. Maybe I'll go like for 15 minutes and then I'll turn around. So that would be like a 30 minute run. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our 
start new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. By the time I would get to the 15 minute mark, I'd be like, I'm actually pretty good. Like, I'm going to keep going. Maybe I could do, I'll do 40 minutes, maybe 50 minutes. So oftentimes what set out is like maybe going to be a seven minute run would turn into like, you know, five miles. And so you just don't know when you get into something, what it's going to turn into. And I think that you have to take the chance and make the assumption that it will always be helpful and it will always be empowering. So, okay. So I did my workout. And then I start getting Vinny ready for school and it's his show and share day. So the reason I stay for circle time on Wednesdays is that it's Vinny's show and share day every Wednesday. So he gets to pick an item to bring from home. He puts it in a bag that he brings from home and then his classmates get to make three guesses as to what he's brought in his bag. So I think I've talked about this before. They've been doing it for like a month now. So I go and he always asks, he wants me to stay for circle time every day. So this is the compromise. I'm like, no, I will only stay on Wednesdays when it's your show and share day. And I stay for show and share. And it's so funny. Like Lord knows I've never needed some hilarity like I did on Wednesday morning. (laughs) And so the great thing is when you go into a situation where it's just, you know, a room of four-year-olds and you feel like the world is falling apart, like on a very literal level, (laughs) you go into a room of four-year-olds and all of a sudden you just have this like restored sense of this is what it's about. Like this is where life happens. And so you're watching these kids and they are so funny and so innocent. And I just, I can't get enough of it. I'm like, I'm starting to wonder if I need to change careers and go back and be a preschool teacher. Although I don't think I could do it day in, day out. I think the only reason I love it is because I only have to do it for 20 minutes once a week. But these kids are just kill me. So anyway, so Vinny for his show and share has decided to bring his rainbow xylophone. So he has his rainbow xylophone and then he's put it in our little rainbow love bag, this little canvas tote bag that we have. And he's carrying, we, our school's across the street from our house. So he's like carrying his little love bag across the street from his house. Essentially he's carrying like his little pride rainbow bag and his little pride rainbow xylophone. And I'm like about to lose myself completely in tears because here's my kid the day after the election where like, you know, LGBT rights are like hugely on the line with the results of this election. And here's my little boy who likes to wear his fairy wings at times and likes to wear his tutu and thought nothing was greater. Although he hated ballet classes, thought nothing was greater than wearing his ballet outfit. So here's my little boy with all of his little rainbow things. And he's dancing across the street to school for show and share to show everyone his rainbow xylophone. And I'm like, God, like, what have we done? What have we done? But I get into the classroom and these kids are so cute and so funny. And they're just so excited about like everything. It's so great. And so that, you know, we're going around the circle before show and share and the teacher's having them guess animals. So he like writes down an animal on a little board that he keeps hidden and then he gives them clues and they're trying to guess the animal. And they're just, these kids are so funny. So he's written down bald eagle and he's like, okay, it's a bird and it has a white head. And 
the kids all think it's a polar bear. And he's like, well, it's not a polar bear. A polar bear does have a white head, but it's not a bird. They're like arguing about whether or not a polar bear is a bird. So like, these are the things that we need to surround ourselves with when we are feeling overwhelmed and emotionally desperate. And so it was exactly what I needed at that time. It was so precious. So then I came home after that and we did a few more things yesterday that actually were helpful. What's funny is, so I came on my watch Hillary's concession speech. That was powerful. I thought she did a really nice job. I appreciated the level of emotion that she showed in that. I felt like, you know, from what I was observing, it looked like she was on the verge of tears the whole time, which I, I needed to see that side of her for my own, like, I don't know, personal, whatever it made me. I wanted to see that emotional side where I felt like such a genuine sense of compassion for our country. And then I cried a little And then I started working on some taxes. And it's funny that like no one loves paying taxes, but I also always feel really privileged when I'm working on taxes. And so I have to do taxes monthly for the gym. And when I'm doing that, of course, there's times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like paying all this money. But I'm never bitter about the money because here's the thing. The money is only there. Like I'm only paying this money because I've been successful. And I'm only paying this money because like, I went out and built my own business. So I can't really be bitter about having to pay taxes because every time I do it, it's this reminder of like, girlfriend, you freaking did this and you're still doing it and you've been doing it for 13 years and it just keeps getting better. Like, that's pretty awesome. So it was actually, it might sound funny, but it was actually like really empowering to be doing my taxes in light of everything that was going on. So I did that and then I spent some time on Facebook and (laughs) quite a bit of time on Facebook. And I also did a Facebook Live. And here's what I really kind of point that I wanted to get to for today's episode is finding hope and learning to cope. And so I think that you have to do things that help empower you. And so, you know, I've given you some examples of things that I did yesterday that made me feel powerful, that made me feel strong, that made me feel love, that made me see kindness, that made me see compassion, like all these things that I really needed to recognize that like I am surrounded by goodness in my life and the world can change dramatically, but I will still always be in a position to create that for myself based on who I choose to spend time with, on who I choose to be influenced by, by what I choose to build around me in terms of a business, in terms of a family life and all those kinds of things. That's not to say I'm not gravely concerned for the rest of the world and for the implications of this election. But I also, there's like, there's a divide where I'm going to be very like, there's a self-preservation thing in terms of my emotions and in terms of, I want to have a sense that I am still in control. There's going to be a lot of things I can't control. I mean, already in my life, there's been a number of things I can't control. And for a control freak, that's a little bit difficult and a little bit overwhelming at times. So all my type A friends, like, cheers to you because we're struggling right now. (laughs) So, but here's the thing about control is that I very firmly believe that you are always in control as long as you believe you're in control. As soon as you stop thinking you're in control, that is when you are no longer in control. And so I talk about this a ton at my gym. And I've talked about this on past episodes as well. The minute that you feel like you've let go or that you feel like someone else has grabbed control from you, they have. If you feel like you've let go, you have. So you have to keep reminding yourself that you are in control. You might not be in control of policy. You might not be in control of, you know, 
big things going on around you, but you are always in control of how you react, how you interact, how you connect, what steps you take to move forward or to sit and pause. And it's okay to sit and pause. And so I think that that's all really, really significant to keep in mind right now, because if you let go of that sense of control at all, it's easy to get buried. It's easy to get buried emotionally. It's easy to get buried in mentally. It's easy to get buried by you know this overwhelming sense of what a harsh reality this might be. And especially as we already are seeing news headlines coming out about you know hateful acts and people who are just really excited to incite division and violence and hate in our country, it's really important that we keep in check, like, what can I control? Where can I go? How can I take action? What can I do to feel better about the life that I'm living so that you are not as easily impacted by these negative factors? That doesn't mean turn a blind eye, but I think it does mean that like you do need to keep a certain level of awareness and then also again, back to that self-preservation of like, you can only be effective to the people in your life and to the causes that are important to you if you stay in control and if you understand your sense of control in situations. So as you're working through all this, I think that it's really important to recognize that you're going to have this ongoing range of emotions and it's going to fluctuate from day to day and it's going to fluctuate, you know, maybe from hour to hour. If you're on Facebook at all, it's fluctuating probably from minute to minute where, you know, you see one post and you're like, yes, sister, I love it. And then the next post you're like, holy Lord, where did that come from? And who could possibly think something like that? So there's a lot of fluctuation right now going on and just know that what you're feeling in any of those situations, it's okay. Try not to be super reactive, which we've talked about not my strong suit, but try not to be super reactive. Try to let things, you know, roll off you to the extent that they don't need to impact you immediately so that you can just sit with the feelings and the emotions that are really true to you right now, rather than just bouncing from emotion to emotion in a state of reactivity, because that is really, it's really exhausting and fatiguing. And you don't want to get to this place where you just have this ongoing exhaustion and fatigue because you're reacting constantly to what other people are putting in front of you in terms of the media, because that's not going to help you. It's not going to help you deal, work through grief. And this is all part of a grieving process. If you are someone who's feeling really overwhelmed and really saddened by this election result. So as you have these feelings of sadness and rage and, you know, feeling scared and emptiness and loneliness and pain and heartache and nauseousness and headache. I mean, there's emotional symptoms and then there's also physical symptoms. And I've definitely had both in the last few days. So as you're working through all of that, just know that these are all stages of grief. And there's a lot of people grieving right now. I mean, well over half of voters are grieving because if you look at the popular vote, the popular vote was more than 50% in favor of Hillary Clinton, which means that a lot of people are in a lot of pain right now. And a lot of those people are in pain that is really desperate. And I mean that in a very compassionate way. People are desperately afraid that they're going to lose their marriages. They're afraid they're going to lose their health care. They're afraid they're going to lose their right to live in this country. They're afraid they're going to lose reproductive rights. That pain is real and it's deep. So it's really important that we understand that like for those of us that are moving at a different pace through emotion and through grief, it's really important that we do understand that where other people might still be and where other people's fear might be coming from because it's significant. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, it's going to be okay, just one foot in front of the other. And that's, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that's an incorrect sentiment, but I also think it's really important that we recognize the fear that some people are living in because some people's realities could change so dramatically. You know, I'm married to a man. So like my marriage is protected in a totally different way than a lot of other people's marriages. So it's hard for us. I think sometimes when we're in that 
place of privilege to understand what it feels like to not be in that place. So I think that we have to be so aware right now of the raw emotion of people who are so fearful of what they stand to lose in the next few months and in the next few years. And I think that the more we can be mindful of that, the more we can move forward in a really smart and compassionate way. And I think that that is so important. And I think that's important no matter what side of the table you're on to just always move forward in a, coming from a place of compassion and empathy. I don't think that there's you know, like, you're never going to look back and be like, you know, I just wish I wasn't so nice to that person. I wish I wasn't so loving. I wish I wasn't so compassionate. I wish I, you know, like that's just not, I would hope that's not how your human spirit is. Um, and I don't think that it is. So know that right now, as you go through grief, it's going to suck for a while and it's going to be like a range of emotions. This feels a lot like when we went through our whole IVF experience a couple months ago where I felt like, you know, from the first few days, it felt really, really overwhelmingly sad. And then that seemed to alleviate. And then I would go for, you know, a few days of being okay. And then I would have like one day of sadness. And then it would be like, I would feel okay most of the time, but just have moments of sadness. And then it kind of went back after like a month or so of like being really fixated on the loss again. And so you know, you just can't predict what that timeline is going to look for you if you're in a place of grief. But here's what you can predict. Here's what is predictable. On the other side of grief is growth. And so what happens when you go through grief is that you learn a ton of things. You learn about yourself. You learn about the people around you. You learn about the experience that you're experiencing. And when you get through to the other side of that, you are stronger no matter what the situation. And so when you go through a tremendous loss, you are stronger on the other side. That doesn't mean that, you know, that you should look forward to loss in your life or you should be dismissive of that experience or try to rush through it. But just know that when you do get to the other side, you will be stronger for it and you will be more powerful because of your strength. And so I think that that's what we can hold on to right now is that there's millions of people grieving right now. And that means that in a period of time, there will be millions of people who are stronger than they were a month ago, and they will come together and be more powerful as a result of that experience, as that communal grief experience, I think. And so that is hopeful to me because, and I already see it happening in the ways that people are coming together, in the ways that people are connecting. And so I think that there's a lot of opportunity. That's not to say there's not things to be worried about and things to be fearful of. I don't want to be dismissive of that side of it, but I also think that there is a lot of hope. And I think that, you know, when we go through situations like this, it is a time when people rally together and we're seeing that. We are seeing people rally together. We're seeing women like so strong and strongly united. And we're seeing young people, our millennials. Oh my gosh. I mentioned this on the Facebook live video, but go check out that video. If you want to see this map of voters between 18 and 25, you know, almost every state had voters 18 to 25 voting blue in this election. And I don't think that was a reflection of Republicans versus Democrats. I think it was a reflection of millennials wanting equality in our world and wanting like, you know, equal rights for people and wanting, you know, to stop racism and to stop sexism and to stop all of these things that have been pretty horrifying in this election, I think our millennials, were that was their way of standing up and saying, this is not about political parties. This is about human beings and how we treat human beings. And so I really think that that was a reflection of that. I don't think that, you know, we have like a 90% democratic millennial group. I think that our millennials, or at least our millennial voters, really just to have a 
deep understanding of humanity. And that's really, really cool. So if you want to see that map, you can go over to the Shameless Mom Academy page on Facebook. It's in the comments under the Facebook Live video that we did. And the Facebook Live video says Hope and Coping. It was posted on last Wednesday. So I'm going to talk for a minute about people who are rejoicing. But before we get to that, let's do a quick little ad break. All right, so hanging out with my girl, Ava. So for those of you who don't know, Ava is the first ever healthy eating assistant. And it's a texting service that helps you and your family learn about nutrition and a healthy lifestyle. But Ava is very different than other weight loss and nutrition programs that you might be using via different apps or online programs, because Ava uses cutting edge artificial intelligence and the expertise of real life registered dietitians. And everything that you do with Ava is over text. There's also a website, but everything that you do in day-to-day and moment-to-moment interaction is via texting. So the great thing about Ava is you can ask her all sorts of questions and she gives you immediate feedback. So you can ask her about like, hey, Ava, I'm going out to Chipotle for lunch. What should I order? Or you can say, hey, Ava, I'm not sure if I'm getting enough protein. How much protein should I get at each meal? So you can ask these super specific questions relative to what you want for your nutrition goals. You can also have Ava set up very specific nutrition goals and say like, Ava, I want to lose 10 pounds. Like how would I put together a meal plan? So there's so many different ways that you can use Ava for feedback for your nutrition, which is really great if you want to keep it brainless and effortless. So we already have a lot on our mind these days. Like we don't need to add more to it. And especially heading into the holidays, a great thing about Ava through the holidays is that you can make eating a little more mindless because what happens over the holidays is we get We have so much going on that we just grab what's ever easy and whatever is convenient without considering the nutrition ramifications and what that's going to do for our energy or maybe even our health and weight loss goals if we have any goals related to weight loss. And so it's really important that you have some sort of resource where you can do a quick check-in and say like, hey, what's the best choice right here? And that's where Ava comes in so handy that you can ask when you're out at a restaurant, you can ask if you don't have you know a dinner plan for tonight, you can ask Ava for recipes, super quick, immediate feedback that allows you to make those decisions when life feels really hectic. You can also use Ava to help you incorporate healthy habits with your family. So you can ask Ava about like how to get more color into your kids' diets. You can ask Ava helpful hints for getting protein into kids, especially at breakfast. So many breakfasts are horrible in terms of protein, like sending your kid out the door after a bowl of cereal. I'm sorry, like, don't hate me, but that is a really crappy breakfast. So trying to get some protein in your breakfast in your kids before they go to school is super essential if you want them to maximize their learning ability for the day. Protein is really important for that. And actually fat is too. Fat helps our brain function optimally. So Ava can help you get all those things dialed in so that you can have your kids eating really well before they go to school. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
So if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with nutrition or food, or you just have some specific goals that you want to dial in, make sure you reach out to Ava. So if you want to get started with Ava, and trust me, you do. So go ahead and grab your phone, text Ava. Again, that is texting shameless to 48799. And you get get hooked up with Ava. I promise you guys are gonna be best friends just like she and I are. I know you're gonna really love everything that you can get for free and also just how helpful and quick and easy the service is. All right, so for those of you who were rejoicing in the election results, I just want to emphasize one more time how many people are grieving and also how desperately afraid some people are feeling. And I've, you know, I already mentioned the ways in which people are feeling really scared, really fearful, the things that they feel like are on the line, the losses that they feel like are on the line. So again, coming from a place of compassion, coming from a place of empathy, really trying to understand where people are at and seeing like, how can you be helpful? How can you meet people where they're at? That would be really kind. Even if you are feeling joyful, even if you know you feel like this is a good move for our country and that there's some good things that are going to come out of this, take a minute to understand where other people are at because where other people are at, it's significant and it's significant, you know, in just in all situations in life, like it never hurts to see the other side of the coin and to understand like, oh, this is where they're coming from. And wow, that must be really hard. And that must be uncomfortable. And that must be painful. And just understanding where folks are. So I think that that's really, really important in times like this. I think it also by looking at the other side of the coin, it allows us to be less divisive. It allows us to come together so we can say like, okay, like how can we move forward in the best way possible? So I want to dive into what I see some people doing that I think is really great. So I talked about what I did on Wednesday that helped me feel strong, powerful, capable. And I think that, you know, that was really helpful for getting me through that day. That certainly was, those were short-term solutions because, you know, I can only work out so much to feel powerful and strong. (laughs) I can only pay my taxes so much to feel powerful and strong. But I think that the underlying theme there is that, For those of you who don't know quite what to do with yourself, let yourself experience the emotions that you feel like you need to feel and know that all those emotions are okay, whether you're crying, screaming, raging, or sitting alone in silence, like all of those things are completely okay. But then beyond that, take a step. So that might mean literally taking a step and going for a walk. It might be doing something that makes you sweat and pushing hard and feeling strong. It might be taking some time to read. It might be taking time to connect with someone. This is not a time to be alone. I actually was just having a conversation with someone on Facebook about people who live alone right now. I've lived alone during times of national disaster. And I would certainly say that for many people, they would consider this a time of a national disaster. And it's so important to not be alone yourself and to not allow other people to be alone right now. Because when you are isolated in these emotions, things get real intense real fast. And I mean, that like on a safety level, it can be very unsafe to be alone for long periods of time when you feel like the world does not have your back. And so I think that it's really important that we recognize who feels alone right now and that we don't let them be alone. If you are someone who feels alone, like please reach out and connect. You can totally reach out and connect with me. You can email me at info at shamelessmom.com and we can totally hang out. So this is definitely not a time to be alone. And I think also doing, you know, recognizing what are the ways that you connect best. That's going to be so different for different people. You know, some people enjoy the connection over Facebook. For some people, they're like, oh my God, I can't even take it another minute. Like get me off of here. So listen to what's best for you. And also notice like, how is it impacting you? If you're sitting on Facebook filled with anxiety and rage because of what you're seeing, 
then don't sit on Facebook (laughs) because that's not a healthy place. Like if it's just fueling your rage to be on social media, let's get off social media. So make sure that you're connecting in a way that's meaningful to you. First, you know, more introverted people that might be meeting with like one or two people over coffee, not like blasting all of your feelings over the internet. For other people, for extroverted people, they really like blasting their feelings on the internet. That's actually therapeutic for them. So, and sometimes at other people's expense or many times at other people's expense. So, or it might be, you know, connecting with a group of people. It might be hosting a dinner. We actually had some friends invite us night. We weren't able to go, but they reached out to us and they said like, we just don't feel like being alone tonight. Would you guys want to come over and let the kids play? So what we actually did last night, we had tickets to an event here in Seattle we had tickets to Nico Case, a musician. And it was funny because when I woke up yesterday morning or on Wednesday morning, and I was like, I don't know if I can like go to a concert. Like that just seems inappropriate. But we did. And it actually, like, I'm going to tell you, music is some magical healing. So I was so glad that we went. It was a great night. It was actually, and it was the place where we went was a little ways from our house. So it gave my husband and I some time in the car to like talk and chat and catch up which I think was also really helpful. And then we spent time listening to music, which is just like healing for the soul. And it was also, it also forces you to disconnect. So you're disconnecting from the world while you're in that place of listening to music, which I think was really helpful. What I see other people doing that I think is really positive, I see people organizing events. I see people who feel powerless trying to feel more powerful by creating events, which I think is so great. So I see people organizing Facebook pages or, you know, I actually have know a couple women who are organizing like offshoots of Pantsuit Nation here in Seattle. And if you're not familiar with Pantsuit Nation, it's a Facebook page. It's a pro-Hillary Facebook page that started before the election, but it is just like this amazing, beautiful place of people just sharing different life experiences and ways that they have been working through the election. And so leading up to it was a lot of people showing pictures of themselves voting and like a woman showing, you know, in labor, showing a picture of herself voting and people of all different backgrounds, just like taking so much pride in casting their votes and telling their stories and why they love their country. It was really fantastic. In the aftermath of the election, it's also been a place where people have come to find support and come to continue to share stories. So it's really cool. If you're not on Pantsuit Nation, you can find someone, you know, ask on Facebook. It's a secret group, so you have to be invited in, but there's 3 million people in it, so it's not exclusive. But you can ask people, you can ask on your Facebook page if someone can invite you in. Okay, so there's people organizing offshoots of Pantsuit Nation, organizing, you know, pages that are meaningful or organizing groups that are meaningful to them. And many of them are doing that via Facebook groups to get people in, to get a sense of community around issues that they want to tackle and issues that they want to support and organizations that they want to support and charities that they want to support. So I see people doing this. And I also see people planning meetings. I see people planning events. I saw today on Facebook, people asking about like, where can I host an event for a large group of people in a park for people to like come and rally together? Another person was talking about like a walkathon to raise money for a charity or for multiple charities. And I think that, you know, I see people wanting to raise money for charities that they think might be at risk under a new administration. So that's another great way to feel powerful and to feel like you're doing something is to look at what are your favorite charities? What can you do to give to them right now? Can you give time? Can you volunteer? Can you give money? Can you, you know, support them in other ways? What can you do to be supportive of something else? Because what happens if we just focus on our own pain, it can be very hard to move forward. So it can be very helpful. And I talked about this with IVF and I talked about it. There was another situation. Now I can't remember what it was, but there was something else that I was talking about this recently, where when you're in pain, oftentimes it is helping someone else that really helps you work through that pain. 
and, and heal from that pain. And so that's what I see people doing right now. I see people joining in in peaceful rallies. I saw, you know, we had one here in Seattle. There was, was a big one in New York. And so I see people just wanting to be a part of something and wanting a place to connect. And so if that's meaningful to you, if that would be powerful to you, like look for those kinds of opportunities. I see people taking time off from social media. So I see people saying like, I'm out. This isn't healthy for me. I'll check you later. Like, or a lot of people are like, I'm just going to Instagram because there's more pretty pictures there. Like it's not all this like, you know, verbal warfare. I see people taking time off of work. So maybe you need some time off of work. You know, my husband actually randomly had already taken Thursday after the election as a personal day because we wanted to move some furniture around in the house. And he was, he just hadn't taken a personal day in a really long time. So we were like, oh, we'll do it on Thursday. And he was going to move all this furniture around. And we're kind of reorganizing bedrooms in our house and stuff. But it actually ended up being like just really nice. Like it's nice to have just like family time right now. It's been nice to have him here all day and just have like someone else in the house instead of me <laughs> sitting at home feeling isolated behind my computer and behind my microphone all day. I see people investing in family time and I see people investing in really important family conversations. So there's a lot of great articles. You know, I'm in a situation where I'm not really talking to my child about the election because as we already confirmed earlier, he doesn't have a great understanding of it. He's, you know, just focused on the fairy and the binoculars and the presence. So, but I know that by the end of these next four years, I will be having to talk to him more and more about this stuff because he'll be eight by the time the next election rolls around. So there will be some significant conversations that need to be had. And I've seen some really great articles on how to talk to your kids about what's going on. And so for sure, if that's you know something, that, and I'll post a couple in our show notes here, if you want to go over to shamelessmom.com, find episode 75, and I'll make sure that I post some of those articles that I've seen online, because I think there's some really great ways to be talking to kids right now. I also see people making plans for their family to feel safe. I'm seeing this especially in the LGBTQ community, but I see it just in general, like people just wanting their kids to feel safe because there's kids of a certain age who are really scared. You know, I remember my mom telling me when she was a little girl, she was at school and something around the Korean War had news had just broken around the Korean War. And she said she came running home from school and came running into my grandma's and grandpa's house and said, you know, screaming, she was like, the Koreans are coming, the Koreans are coming. And she was really, really scared. Like for her, it was like they were coming to her house that day and they were all going to die. It was this very overwhelming experience. And I've actually had some people share stories similar to that on Facebook recently where people are saying like, you know, this person who hates all these people is like leading our country. And are we going to be in a war? And if we're in a war, are we all going to die? And like, these are really big questions, but these are the places that kids' minds go when they don't have enough information. And so I see people making plans to feel safe within their families. And so whether that's, you know, making plans to feel safe because children are confused and scared, or whether it's plans to feel safe because people are scared that the livelihood of their family might be on the line. I see people making plans to feel safe. So if that's something that would be meaningful or helpful to your family, like take some time to do that this week, set aside some time, like we're going to have a family dinner, you know, go out to a family dinner or have a family night where we're just going to like go around and like check in with everyone and see how we're feeling. You know, I talked with inner people other interviews about doing family meetings before, like this is a real good time to have a family meeting and just do a check in with everyone. And I know that the, a recent episode, we talked about the format for a family meeting. I believe it was on the Kim Addis episode where she was saying, like, you check in with everyone and you ask, like, how are you doing? What do you need? And like, what is one like thing that you want to do or something like that? It was a really great formula. And I'll post the link here to that Kim Addis episode as well, because she had a really nice, simple format for a family meeting that I think would be really helpful in terms of 
just connecting with your family right now and seeing where everyone's at. And then I see people speaking up on platforms that are meaningful to them. So for some people, this is on social media and for some people it's in other ways, but I think that I just see people speaking up in, in new and different and more bold ways than before. And I think that's really positive and that is healing and that is empowering. And sometimes like finding your voice can be a pivotal life change for people. So I think that if you feel this in you, if, if you feel the need to be heard, like do follow that and know that there are a lot of people who want to have your back right now. And there's a lot of people who want to listen right now. And there's a lot of people who are like open to sharing their experience right now. So find places where you can speak up and speak up on platforms that are meaningful to you, where you can maybe also take some action steps in conjunction with speaking up. So I'm going to leave it at that for today. I hope this episode was helpful to you in terms of hoping and coping. As always, please do head over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. If you have not already left a review, my reviews are my ratings and they're really significant. This show continues to be successful only because of my reviews and I need to keep getting more if we are going to continue to grow and if we want me to continue producing two episodes a week. So I'm not saying it's in jeopardy. I'm just saying, write some reviews, people. Like, I'm giving you a lot of love here. Give some love back if you haven't already. People are always like, I'm going to do a review. I'm going to do a review. This is a great day to do a review. So shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And know that if this is your first time listening, we do release episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So you can subscribe. Actually, if you go to the same links, shamelessmom.com forward slash review, there's a subscribe button. So you hit that subscribe button and you will automatically get all of our new episodes as they're released. They're released at 3 a.m. Eastern time. There was a glitch last Wednesday. This was not election related, by the way. It was not because I was too upset to post. There was a glitch in my software and my Wednesday episode last week released a day late, which I think has only happened like one other time, but I kind of panicked. So it was not because of my election depression, although that would have been a very valid reason. So do know that we do release episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and you can subscribe on iTunes, or you can go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review to do that. So thank you so much for listening. Know that you are significant to me and this platform is significant to me and our community is really significant to me. So thank you for being a part of that. And I can't wait to talk to you again in a couple days. And remember, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. 